Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is a somber and rainy uh, Tuesday morning here in South Carolina. What we're going to go talk about today is some really two things in this little podcast today. One being the removal of the Confederate Memorial Silent Sam at the University of North Carolina. The other being the loss of freedom of speech due to political correctness. But let's start with the uh, issue of Silent Sam. As you may know already, here some months ago, uh, protesters toppled well, I don't know. No, I don't think they... No, they didn't topple it, but they protested it long enough. Or did they topple it? No, yes, yes, they did topple it. Protesters gathered around Silent Sam, protested it back this summer sometime, late fall, toppled the top of the monument, and it hasn't been back ever since. And then the University of North Carolina since then has kicked the can down the road until in the middle of the night last night about 10 30 11 o'clock ish they sent in construction workers to remove the monument which is in a clear violation of north carolina state law so essentially the university of north carolina removed the monument against state law look directly at you and I'm speaking to the taxpayers of North Carolina they looked directly at the taxpayers of North Carolina and said what are you going to do about it and that's a good question what are the taxpayers of North Carolina going to do about it what is what is the legislator of North Carolina going to do about it the third question you have to ponder, ask yourself and ponder on is what are we in this movement going to do about it? Well, I can answer all three of those questions. The taxpayers of North Carolina, they're not going to do anything. They're going to get mad. They're going to gripe a little bit. But nothing's going to happen from that. The legislators of the state of North Carolina, I would be surprised for them to do anything. And I don't believe they'll do anything about it either. Let's just be honest. The University of North Carolina wouldn't have boldly taken that monument down last night unless they had a few state legislators on their sides to cover their backs. But what are we going to do in our movement? Well, I hate to say this, but we'll probably do nothing either. You see, North Carolina, the the state of North Carolina's uh, division of the SCV, is world-renowned for working behind closed doors trying to resolve issues. I remember the issue of Silent Sam came up in June or July of 2013. I can't remember. But it was 2013. And the issue of it came up. There was a... 
I guess it, you call it the, the president of the NAACP there, Reverend Barber, that's all I can remember his name, Reverend Barber, held a protest outside the statue of Silent Sam and demanded that it be removed or a plaque be placed on it or something to that effect explaining slavery. At that point in time, I wanted to go flag at the uh, Silent Sam location. Matter of fact, I planned it and everything else and was essentially told by a few people in the Sons of Confederate Veterans at the time that I shouldn't do that and I wasn't allowed to do that to face expulsion if I did that. Well, here I am today, I'm still in the SCV. But just like I said, five, six years ago, five and a half years ago, that the liberal left would keep chipping away at that issue until they had completely won. And they have won. Now, as I said, there's the issue. There's the, uh, the problem. So let me give you the solution to the problem. Or at least in my mind how we could resolve this. <coughs> and hopefully... There's people in the North Carolina division and the national leadership of the SCV that are smarter than me. I hope that they are. And that they could essentially figure this stuff out on their own. So here we go. But this is my solution to it. Number one, this is a great opportunity for the divisions in, in close by the states, close to North Carolina. The Tennessee division, obviously the North Carolina division, uh, and the South Carolina Division, and perhaps even the Virginia Division, the Sons of Confederate Veterans, to get together and hold one big massive protest. And I'm not just talking about putting suits and ties on and showing up at the legislature or showing up at the University of North Carolina. I'm talking about a true-to-God protest. Get 200, 300 people out there in the state capitol and have a sit-in of the state capitol or the Attorney General's office until he decides to press charges. At some point, folks, we're going to have to bite the bullet and spend some of our own money and lose some time from work, but you got to ask yourself how important are our monuments, memorials, to us. But this would be a great time for those divisions to work together. This also would be a great moment for the National SCV and the newly elected Commander-in-Chief Paul Gramling, who I believe is doing a swell job, to uh, lead this effort and not only help in the protest, but all those divisions should bring lawsuits against the University of North Carolina and the state of North Carolina if they do not demand that the monument is placed back in its spot. Now, I know there's some things probably going on behind closed doors, but folks, it is time that we stop doing things behind closed doors. That is why no one believes that anyone supports this movement. It's because we do things secretly and quietly, like we're part of the, uh, the Secret Service or something. We have to now, more than ever, be public with all of our actions we can plan in private we can we can we can get fundraising private we can 
do a lot of stuff in private, but our actions must be ones in the public venue and in the political arena. This is why it's so important, like I said earlier, to establish some type of lobbyist uh, division amongst the SCV. We don't have to pay a lobbyist. We can all get together in the SCV and put our best people, our, our most well-spoken people forward in each of these state legislators. And, and lobby like that. But this is also what happens when you're meek and mild. I had a football coach one time that would say, when a gorilla charges at you, or to actually put it the same way he said, is when you fight a gorilla, you don't tiptoe through the bushes. You hit him with everything you got and as hard as you can. Well, folks, it is time we start hitting with everything we got and as hard as we can. Because right now we're putting about 20% effort into it. To my brothers in the North Carolina Division of the Sons of Confederate Veterans, you have my sympathies and the sympathies of all of us. And I think I can speak for everyone in the SCV, all around the SCV. But it's time that each camp, each brigade in that division demand to the division leadership that you fight back in the public arena now. Obviously, this closed-door tactic, tiptoeing toeing to the tulips, isn't working. It's time to go down swinging if you're going to go down. Go down with a fight. Demand that of whoever your division commander is, whoever your brigade commanders are, whoever your camp commanders are. Demand that you fight. <clears throat> it's time to take the gloves off. Unless, of course, you don't really care. You know, those monuments, they just don't stand. They're not just there for the sake of uh, decorating the landscape around them. Most of those monuments was put up years and years after the war. Because immediately after the war, uh, our our forefathers, the people of the South, was not allowed to have monuments. They were not allowed to have flags of the Confederacy. They weren't even allowed to speak speak of it or show support for it at that point in time. Everything was destroyed. So years and years later, the sons and the daughters, and perhaps some grandsons and granddaughters, the nieces and nephews. And the widows and the still married wives of those Confederate soldiers used their own money to place these monuments so that the boys in gray wouldn't be forgotten, so that their husbands and their fathers and their brothers, their uncles and their grandfathers would not be forgotten. In the midst of turmoil, we, we rebuilt and we honored those men. And today, 
we the sons of Confederate veterans who were given a charge by the United Confederate Veterans uh, leader, their spokesman as an individual so elegantly put it, Lieutenant Stephen D. D Lee, or Dill Lee, is that it? I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he gave us the charge. Well, we have to start living up to the charge. I know that is tough. And I understand that what I'm asking a lot of people to do, they find hard or difficult to do. And the only thing I'm asking you to do, by the way, is to make a stand. All of us, no matter <coughs> what state you're in, if you're in the SCV, a flagger, or whoever, it's time we make a stand. We take the gloves off and make a stand. That's all I'm asking. And a lot of you will say, well, I have to work, or I'm disabled, or a hundred reasons under the sun not to go do it. Because it's difficult. But I ask you, was the war not difficult? Was it not a difficult decision for our forefathers to walk away from their homes and their gardens and their farms and their wives and their children defend their homes knowing that they probably wouldn't come back was that not difficult was it not difficult for them to be in a hundred degree heat in the middle of summer wearing an all wool uniform having to fight the Yankee invader bayonet to bayonet arm in arm was that not difficult what about the winter times when they didn't have shoes, but they fought anyway? Was that not difficult? So you see, folks, something that's difficult or not, it only comes down to one simple thing, a decision, a choice. And that's the most difficult part about it, is we in the movement have to forget our fear of losing our jobs, being called a racist, uh, being labeled a bigot, whatever whatever the left decides to call us, whatever the left decides to do, we must not fear it. Because the Lord is on our side. I think that's a, a point that I just, just thought of. Was, the good Lord above is on our side. We just have to ask Him for help. The liberal left hates religion. They hate God. We have to use that against them. But, I, I'm simply speaking as my own, my own theory at this point, we cannot no longer be silent. We've seen what this gets us when we're silent and we don't do anything collectively as a whole, whether it's our division or nationally led efforts. We have to get political. We have to get organized on a street level to put up a fight. Right now we have flaggers going, if there's 20 of them, we think that's a lot. 
we're going to have to spend a little bit of money per camp and we're going to have to get people to protest. We're going to have to file lawsuits. We're going to have to fight this tooth and nail. Or you can say it's not that big of a deal. There's nothing we can do about it and pack your bags and go home. Which I guess all this uh, really ties into what I want to talk about next, which is freedom of speech. We have lost, if you think about it, down south, our freedom of speech. We've lost it because we get in a way. We've lost it because we allowed. Uh, elected officials in our communities and uh, the bureaucracies in our community to be invaded by the northern liberal or the, just the northern Yankee altogether and uh, put upon us a, a haze of political correctness. Now, I understand it. If you get fired because you're talking about your employer, yeah, you have the right to do that. But yeah, they can fire you for talking about them. Negatively, at least. And if you're protesting on their time, yeah, yeah, they can fire you for that. But I do not feel that your employer, regardless of who it is, or what entity it may be, should be able to terminate you or ask you to resign for something you said or wrote on social media on your spare time, on your free time. So in saying that, we have a whole lot of people that don't say what they think, no matter if it's good or bad, that don't want to protest on either side of the issue, that won't stand up for what they believe in because they fear being terminated from their job because of their beliefs or because of their opinion, which in my opinion is nothing more than stifling the First Amendment. And all this goes hand in hand with what's going on in Silent Sam right now. Because there's a lot of people in our movement that would be more vocal, would be more present in the public eye if they weren't afraid of losing income. (sighs) Your freedom of speech, once it's taken from you, or you give it away you can never get it back it's one of those things that is like a a kite once you cut the string on it it's going to fly away more than likely well every right is like that isn't it your first amendment your second amendment all the way through the whatever the last amendment is the 26th amendment or 27th whatever it is We have to make the choice right now. Each one of us in the SCV, each independent flagger, each southerner that keeps an eye on this movement has to make the choice immediately. If we're going to live in fear for what we believe in or are we going to change the world that we live in? 
Because let me tell you something, folks. The politicians, they're not going to do it for us. I'll tell you something that I, I'm sad to see about our movement, about the loss of freedom of speech. You can get 100,000 people to show up for a football game, and if you go through those 100,000 people, by about 50,000 of them, I'm on, that's conservative, 50-50, about 50,000 out of 100,000 people at a football game would agree with us in our movement, or was part of our movement. But you can't get those 50,000 people to show up and protest the University of North Carolina. That's sad. That saddens me, and it should sadden you. What should disturb us, though, is the simple fact that the only thing that ever happens someone takes down a monument or vandalizes one or the city removes it or whatever happens, the monument's gone. Only thing that we get is a official written response from our leaders. And that's all. No one says, to the streets, to the streets, protest. No one says flag in the leadership positions that I'm speaking of. No one. But you better be in there and pay those dues in August. Well, you're not in good standing. Well, let me tell you something, folks. And I hope the leadership of the SCV divisions and whoever hears me and understands this. We're not against you. I'm not against you. We just expect something more than a written statement. Where's the passion? Sometimes I believe that the only way we can get people on our side to go do a, a flagging or a protest or whatever you like to call it is to offer free food and, and a guest speaker. People show up then, don't they? I love the Sons of Confederate Veterans. I am a camp commander myself. And we're all going to have to get better. I, you know, I don't know. I think if, if you're a camp commander and you're listening to me or, or you hear about this, I would... I would strongly recommend you sit down one night by yourself and just spitball a game plan if a monument or a memorial or a graveyard in your area comes under attack from the liberal left or from the city or county councils in your area. Come up with a game plan. What's your first three moves going to be? Just come up with some type of game plan because if you go into it blind chances are you're going to lose. For my little area down in South Carolina, I have it planned out very well. What's going to happen if any of our three to four monuments we have in our county comes under attack? I know what my camp is going to do. I've came up with a game plan about a month ago. 
have it ready to roll. Hopefully, I won't never have to use it in, in my little county of Lawrence, South Carolina. But who knows? The only thing I can tell you now that Silent Sam has been removed, and there's no, no doubt in my mind that it's not going to be put back. And it's not because we couldn't, we can't get it back up. It's not because we don't have the money to pay lobbyists or create a lobbyist firm to lobby and, and to pander to politicians. It's because we lack the courage as a whole. Not, not each individual, but as a whole, we lack the courage to do so. To actually push our weight around. Now, I'm not saying go throw a temper tantrum and tear stuff up like the liberal left does. I'm saying that, remember, you are a taxpayer too. We have an opinion that we can give as well. I also want to encourage everybody in the sound of my voice, whoever can hear this, every true-born Southerner that believes in the cause of our forefathers that was just in order to stop this madness we must beat it from within we have to get into the political arena on an individual level you need to run for office and win <coughs> run for office I'm going to run for some office don't know which one yet but I'm going to run for some office and I'm going to make damn sure that I win Because we cannot allow the Yankees that moved down here who might be conservative to be in charge anymore. We've seen what happens. They don't care about our heritage, even if they are conservative. They don't care. They find it repugnant, just as the liberal Yankee finds it. But you can be assured that all this that's happened with Silent Sam from the beginning to last night was all planned out by people in the SPLC, the NAACP, and God knows how many other organizations. The left plans. They organize their efforts. So it all really goes back, if you're, if you're in the SCV, it goes back to this. While we sit and are meeting and eat, our enemy is planning. While we listen to our guest speaker, our enemy is planning. While we fight amongst ourselves, our enemy is planning. And when the time comes to really fight, they catch us with our pants down every single time. And that has to change. I mean, I, the whole issue, everything that, let me rephrase that, everything that's happened happens because of our lack of organization. 
we in the SUV for so many years now have walked into every single confrontation with the enemy of our people with a blindfold that we have tied on ourselves. We have to change the way that we, we do things. We got to stop fighting amongst each other. We have to start listening to each other's ideas. When one individual has an idea, and I'm living proof of this, like I said, back in 2013, I wanted to protest, do a counter-protest to the uh, Reverend Barber's protest that he had to silent Sam. And I was told by the SCV not to do it in North Carolina. And I, that, they even lied at that point in time and said I wasn't a member of the SCV. They even called up the division commander in South Carolina at the time, Mark Simpson, who then said that I wasn't a member of the SCV. And then there I was, a member of the SCV. And then he told me I'd face expulsion if I carried through with this and you know why he said stuff like that and why they didn't want to do it because they're cowards they didn't want to protest because they're cowards we've allowed politically correct cowards to lead us for too long we must fight back So the topic of the day, well actually not the topic, the challenge I want to give anybody that listens to this to go to your local SCV camp if you're in the SCV, and if you're not in the SCV, go join. And let your camp commander demand that they come up with a plan to fight back. Demand that your brigade commander comes up with a plan to fight back. And your division commander. And let's make this work. We can change all of this if we just simply work together stop fighting and come up with a plan and that's what I want to leave you on let's all today lay down our guns at each other let's stop fighting and let's figure this thing out till the next time I speak to you God bless you and God bless Dixie